0: Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Monday Morning Recap. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm here with Pastor Todd. Good morning. And Sawyer Matthews. Good morning, all. So glad that you're with us today and had to ask you guys, what would you do for Father's Day this weekend? Anything special or kind of kept it relaxed? So we'll
1: start with you, Sawyer. What did you do for your father?
2: Wait, wait. I don't think I should start because I'm not the father. Here. No,
1: but what did you here do we for go. your all father? Right, I
0: already know the answer. I
2: didn't I, do anything I, I for my know, father. I know, so I started out. I woke on. up. And I went to both services because I'm the intern. See, so look go, at this, <laughs> I go to both services now, so that was always fun. Uh, and then my family, my parents, c- and my grandparents came to the second service. And then we went out. We went to my grandparents' house after. And then we went to lunch at this Italian place in Jackson Lakewood. Okay. It was good. W- what place, what was it called? Destino's, right? Pente Vodka. Destinos Destinos. It, D? Des- yeah, D Destinos. The right. Destiny was without the Y. Oh. I don't
0: that is. Wait, I should ask an Italian family in the church if it was good.
2: Uh it was yeah, it was like I prefer Brooklyn Square personally.
1: Cuz honestly, I think Olive Garden's good. <laughs> a lot you of like people Olive would Garden? be like you're evil.
2: <laughs> that's, a, that's a sin.
1: I listen, I know that it is not authentic Italian food.
0: I know that. Uh, I'm biggest. Irish I've actually always been Yeah I'm Italian And I don't mind Olive Garden And people always thought That that's I have some kind of weird problem Like I don't know I just Yeah of course I know It's not the same Or it's right. not as good you have a But, problem. but, but uh, I'll eat it But for, for what it is I like it Plus I, I had a period of time Where I had a lot Of Olive Garden gift cards So I'm like For free this I ain't gonna complain <laughs> This is really good like,
2: <laughs> Olive Garden is only acceptable In two areas When you're outside Of New Jersey And New York City Or You have a gift card and all-you-can-eat pasta month. Or soup salad breadsticks. Okay, That's yeah, breadsticks good are good. Yeah, their soup salad have breadsticks you ever is good. met someone that works there? yeah, And they tell you what's actually in that? It is so bad for you. The breadsticks? They're so bad for you. Oh, really? Like They're, they're ridiculously bad for you. It's like... Yeah, well, I mean, most... But they're so good. That's food the <laughs>
0: It's probably more... I actually watched a YouTube video one time about... How subway bread is borderline considered cake there's so much sugar in it yeah not in america but in uh, either ireland yeah. or scotland if they sold it there the way they sell it here it'd be considered cake so maybe that's like the breadsticks yeah. in, in a whole uh, similarly similarly
1: generally speaking i know we're getting off topic but generally speaking most people's complaints about american food sometimes is that how everything is so sweet yeah you know
2: yeah. It isn't yeah.
1: Americans don't complain about that, but
0: <laughs> so that's good. You woke up and went to church for Father's Day, Sawyer. I'm so glad to hear that, that you did that. Oh yeah, and you went out to eat
2: too. Okay. <laughs> and then lastly, I sat and read and did homework for my yes. Spanish class, and that's it.
0: There you go. Pastor Zad how about you? Do you uh, you got your kids do anything for you? Do anything nice? Um,
1: I got I got my choice of lunch, so you know we did hamburgers on the grill. Nice. You know, and then um, I actually ordered. You know, Steph gave me a card. My kids gave me a card, but I ordered like a week ago with Steph's blessing for Father's Day. Um, uh, some upgrades for my three D printer. Oh, nothing. Nice. Nothing crazy. Just changing out a couple parts that'll make it a little bit better, and in the process. I broke the fan <laughs> like oh. changing out the parts so I had to order another fan. So my father's day gift actually cost more money. <laughs> but that's that was that was my fault. I, it kind of like just it is
0: my fault. So That's cool though. You can make yeah, Rebecca's brother has been making more stuff too now.
1: Yeah, He's, and that's he, and that's kind of what like I, there was a time there I was like printing, you know, doing stuff with it and then I took off a couple of weeks cuz there's other stuff going on. I'm like I want to get back to printing stuff so then i started printing stuff and i'm like "Ooh, you know what would be nice it'd be nice to have a glass bed instead of this you know because you know so then i ordered it and i was having trouble switching out the parts because it's fiddly the one Mm -hmm. i have is fiddly but that's what makes it cheaper Mm -hmm. you know so i was fiddling with it and and a piece of the stringy piece of plastic from a messed up print i did got sucked into the fan and it just kind of wrapped itself around and killed it and so I mean, new fans like twelve bucks. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's just annoying because I want to use it and now. I can't because until I replace. That's the that. part
0: for me that why I feel like I would not sure if I would enjoy a three D printer because there's all that maintenance and figuring out. And I think I just want I would want to just press it and make it work. But I think you have to accept that that's part of owning it. Yeah,
1: th- there is some truth to that. the The one again, the one I have is was a little bit cheaper because of the fact that it's you can fiddle more with it yeah. i think if you're willing to pay i think the prices jump you can get ones that are a little bit less
0: tweaky yeah
1: you yeah. know where you can just literally say print this and it'll print it more but there, i from generally speaking there is some tweaking no matter what because yeah. the settings kind of do make a difference so depending on what you're printing because of the shapes. And, how much overhang and all that stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah. Whatever. It, well, cool. You know, what it is. it becomes a hobby.
0: Yeah. Well, that. I guess that's what I meant. Yeah, it becomes a hobby to own one. Yeah. You don't just have one and print things. It's right. it's, it's a whole hobby.
1: Like, it, it's not a hobby to print coupons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, coupons are, but you know what I mean? To have just a regular printer, it's not really a hobby. It's a, a tool that when you need it, 3D printing is a little bit more of it's a hobby. Yeah. So Excuse know. me?
2: Yeah. Um, printing is my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Printing all my reports.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were with Rebecca's family, which is nice. Um, But I actually was with her brothers all weekend because it was her other brother's bachelor party. So the weekend i was in new york on friday okay and then we went tubing on the delaware river in on saturday so wait and so
1: so did you did you have was it did you go tubing on the delaware river through a place
0: yeah 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 which i think you don't have to though i think no you can just hop in yeah you you can just hop in in. it's just
1: they provide the rides but yeah but then right you
0: have to figure out rides and everything
2: did you
1: end up stopping somewhere and having lunch in the river we didn't Oh okay. So it's not... I've done that yeah. before. Because there's places that do that. You have like actual picnic tables and shallow spots oh, that's in the river cool. where you can stop and
0: we did a shorter one. I think you could have done a longer one. Um but it was like the lazy river, it was like moving super slow. I mean super slow. But... It's more of a hangout than a But it was, it was fun. Yeah, exciting. you're hanging out on the water, you yeah. swam a little bit. Um yeah, we could have probably packed some lunch. Like while we're on the river So I got off I wanted a hot dog All I had was a bagel For breakfast We got on the river We had a couple snacks I had like a donut So now it's 4 o'clock And I want a hot dog They're all making fun of me Like Matt's gotta eat I'm like no It's 4 o'clock I ate nothing I want a hot dog
1: You're like a donut Does not last all day Yeah
0: (laughs) So that was fun And then yeah With her uh, With her family We went to Hibachi Actually for Father's Day So that was fun Nice Nice Nice. That's always I like Hibachi That's fun Yeah
2: uh, real, real quick before we move on, so there's like five levels for rating, like nationally, how we rate the difficulty, roughness of the whitewater rafting or whatever. Yeah. And so I went white water whitewater rafting. Would you go just rafting or just?
0: So I went tubing, but one other time I went oh, white water rafting on the Delaware, and it was a level one, and it was literally the exact same experience. So. And so, <laughs> I went.
2: I went. So I've done up to level five. So, I've, I've done oh, the really. I've done oh, the wow. You've yeah. done real rapids. Where, like, if you like you need somebody, if you are not professional, you have to have a professional with you. Otherwise, you could get killed. Is that, like, scary?
0: Yeah. I feel like I do Oh, It was, was so fun.
2: I, it was scary to other people, maybe. And then there's a level three that was allowed to go out of your boat and do it. And so then you get, like, sucked under a rock and you come out the other side and you're just floating by yourself, mm-hmm. like, Whoa. in the water. And, like, they obviously make sure, like, and they tell you, if this happens, do this. If this happens, do this. But no one had problems I and mean, they never they never no one's ever died from that yeah. part of it.
1: Okay. So here's the thing about white water rafting that makes me nervous. We're really off on a tangent now, <laughs> <laughs> but when before I was in youth groups, so I was I was little, our youth group went white water rafting and they took some adult volunteers or whatever. And if I remember the story correctly, there were some people that they had to go searching for downriver because they got thrown off and Oh man. Yeah. so
2: That's always that's the best best rides. So well, it was kind of like young did adults everybody come back alive in August? <laughs> so hopefully that doesn't
0: happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I'm but just saying 18, it, always makes, so. it always makes me nervous. It always makes me nervous, you know. What day is that happening? um august 21st i believe it is it's a saturday i might i
2: might still be here we'll okay. see all right i you don't can, think I either i might not be
0: but if you can do it yeah it just it, it worked we still it was open because basically none of the students signed up so young adults became a young adults event now so <laughs> okay <laughs> cool cool <laughs> so let's talk about the sermon for a little bit um i was telling you guys before we did this, you know, I love the sermon. I think it's, it was, you know, pretty straightforward, but I, I think it was really great. Um, still in the, won't she be my neighbor series, talking about our physical neighbors in our church community as well. And he, pastor Jeff read from Luke five, which is the famous story of the paralytic with the four friends. They lowered their friend on the mat to Jesus and he healed him. And he, he, you know, again, so I think it's straightforward, but he did point out a couple things that were interesting or things we don't always emphasize. But Pastor Jeff was just talking about um, how we need each other. Oh, and something I wanted to add actually was, so I am going to Israel in October on an Israel trip. I'm really excited. And somebody who's been been there. there, Oh, you have been there? I've been there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, maybe you've been here. The person, somebody came up to me after church who's been there too, and they were like, Matt, I'm just so excited for you because you're going to experience this. And they said the synagogue that Jesus was teaching in in Capernaum they believe that it's the exact same one. The foundation, like, so the synagogue itself is not the yeah, same. I've heard, if I've heard if that. They knew I've it, been but the that foundation place. you can see underneath, and that is the same one they think Jesus taught in, which which was yeah. part of this story.
2: Yeah. Or right before I've, this heard, story. That. I've heard that. I, I went to that place. So when I did my trip, I did three weeks. One, the first week in Jerusalem, the next week in North Israel. I might be switching these and the no, no south israel and then the third week in galilee which is north israel okay if i'm three alright. weeks oh that's and pretty then, cool yeah i had my for one of the like old like the oldest project was her last year doing it and so she's done it all these times and her husband they're both like professors and then they're the ones leading us we got tested we did all the maps and then we also learned a lot it was super cool
0: yeah yeah that's awesome so i'm really excited to go but they they pointed that out so in relation to this story but anyway, so Pastor Jeff said, you know, uh, talking about the story, friends carry the mat and friends activate faith. And he talked about how, we, you know, we all have a mat and, um, you know, w- we we friends carry the mat. So we need people to carry our mat. And, you know, these friends, they carried the mat and then it led to the miracle when they met Jesus. Other times we have to help carry somebody else's. So he had these two questions, critical questions to think about, you know, who's carrying your mat today and whose mat are you carrying? And so here's the first question I want to ask you. Pastor Jeff said he thinks oftentimes it's harder to allow somebody else to carry your mat. Like, you know, like to say, Hey, like, I'm going through this or whatever. Can you help me? So I wanna know, do you agree? Like do you think personally would you say that's the harder one for you, allowing someone to carry your mat? Or the other one, you know, whose mat are you carrying, is it harder to kind of reach out and look at somebody else and say, How do I carry that person's mat? What do you find harder for you and, and why do you think that is? Uh I don't know. I feel like it changes.
1: Um So there's a couple things, like I, I do have a couple of people help me carry my mat, but I'm particular about what people I I let do that. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think there's some wisdom in there. You can't be throwing your stuff out for everybody. You know what I mean? Right, Cause, right. Because that's how sometimes people get burned because they, they put I, – I think there's just wisdom about, like, well, who do you share – struggles with who do you ask to help you carry these burdens or whatever you know i think there's wisdom about that um and i think different people maybe are good at carrying different kinds of mats you know what i mean like that too, okay you know like I um if you're struggling i don't know i don't know with with maybe feeling anxious or whatever you know there's certain people who can understand that and carry help you carry that better than other people you, you know what i mean yeah uh, but then I think there are times where it's easier to help somebody else, and then I think there's times where it's not easier. I, I don't, I guess for myself, I don't necessarily have a hardcore or a hard, hard and firm, like oh yes, it's like this always across the board or whatever. I, I think it's just, I think it's situational. Yeah, you know, from me. Yeah, yeah. You know.
2: Yeah, for me, I think it's easier to carry other people's mats for me, just because um it's just hard to, to ask ask sometimes i think and i don't want to be like for me I, I hate being a burden on people um at least a lot uh, definitely intentionally being a burden which like is important to be character. like otherwise like otherwise <laughs> uh otherwise you're you're gonna burn out you know you're gonna like you need to you need to be able to pour into others, but you also need to allow others to pour into you. Yeah. Like, if you're, yeah. a, if you're like, a of filter, you're going to get emptied if you're just pouring out. But for me, like, I'm always finding it easier to pour out and look for places to pour out rather than looking for people to help carry. And I have, like, friends and I have family that, like, carry my, my burdens, carry my mat, per se, uh, that I don't ask for them to carry it, you know, sometimes. But... I find it like troubling, not troubling. I have trouble asking
0: people sometimes. Yeah, that's interesting. You say that you have trouble asking because you don't want to be a burden. And I think that's true sometimes. I was thinking more like I may not want to ask because I'm embarrassed or ashamed or like now I have a problem. And so by asking for help, I'm admitting I have a problem or I need help and, and I, I shouldn't, I don't want to do that. But yeah, I think what you're saying too also, yeah, but I want to be, you know, I don't want to be a burden either, but that's what I think of for myself is like, why won't I ask because, because of that? Like, I just don't want people to know or like, or that means, yeah, I'm admitting it, that there's something wrong or, or yeah, I can't do or it on my own. Or I feel like own. a
1: failure, so I don't want to say anything
0: yeah, yeah, that's yeah that yeah. I I think that's what I'm trying to say. It's like yeah, you feel like a failure by admitting it. Like, so I don't really need anybody's help, but um, I think that's why it could be hard for me. But I would say that I think a lot of times I uh, I tell people like yeah, not everybody everything, mm-hmm. of course. But I think I'm the sort of person that doesn't like to internalize everything. And plus, I I'm also a verbal processor. As, a, as I talk, I come to conclusions. <laughs> right. I understand I, well, things. Right,
1: you know, and I, I think I think a lot of people do. That's kind of yeah. why talking with people or even counselors are helpful because sometimes yeah, true, it's like true. yes, when yes. you get it out of your head and you're putting it out there, sometimes it's easier to grapple with it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um But I but <laughs> I think there have been times where I've struggled with asking for help, you know, when I'm like feeling like I'm carrying something or, or sometimes it's just rolling around my head. And like, sometimes like I how do I like sometimes I know what I need to do and it's rolling around my head. So I don't always say it to others cause I'm like, that I already too. know what I got to do. Too. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but I do think that there is something that is when stuff is rolling around your head, and you know what's going on, and you're trying to carry yourself. I think there is something that happens when you, when you actually say to somebody, "Hey, like, I need help with this," or "or I'm, I'm stressed out about this." That's different from, from knowing what you should do. What I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, kind of sitting on it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a, again, a vulnerability. There's accountability, a trust mm-hmm. that comes from. Yeah, even if you maybe do kind of know what to do, and you're sitting on it, you're not experiencing that relationship.
1: And vocalizing it sometimes, like, conf- like, concrete. So- In fact, I just talked to somebody about this. When you vocalize, "Hey, I know I'm having this struggle with anxiety, or I'm having this struggle with." forgiveness or i'm having to struggle with this thing and you actually vocalize that to somebody there's there's kind of like a concreting that happens of like yeah i do kind of need help with this or i do kind of whereas when it's just in your head and you're and it's rolling around there sometimes it's easier to be like well i know what i should do yeah and then never get to doing it or yeah. and it, i think it's because when you vocalize it there's accountability but i also think there's something that's like almost like this principle in scripture where like like oftentimes the crying out has i don't want to be like make it like seem mystical or whatever but there's something about crying out that's that's definitely different
0: you know yeah 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 definitely and that's why it's important that we do have people to carry our mat and i actually um I wanted to ask you guys this too. I think it's cool what Pastor Jeff said about the Romans 16 list that Paul, it's like the credits at the end of the movie. These are all the people that carried my mat. These are all the people I did ministry with or who helped me or provided for me. And he's got this long list of 37 names. And he said, you know, he said, who's going to be on your list? Because there have to be people on your list. And then he said, you know, are are you going to be on somebody else's list or whose list will you be on? I wanted to ask you because again if people are listening sometimes it's encouraging to hear even what we were just saying. I guess that's what I'm saying. I wrestle with like, oh, if I ask somebody to carry my mat or something, it's like, aren't you a pastor? Aren't you a leader? Aren't you supposed to have it together? Yeah, it's it's tricky. And yeah, so so to for somebody to hear like, oh yeah, these people are on my list. These people have carried my mat or these this is how somebody's helped me. I think that can be really encouraging. So you know, who would you say are some people that are on your list, your Roman 16 list or your cred, the credits of your faith journey or however you want to, you know, phrase it? Who are some of those people?
2: Uh, I, you know, I I have a few people. Actually, I have no one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <I do know laughs> but alone. but, and
1: honestly, uh, I know we joke about that, but there are certain people who feel like they don't have anyone they can talk to. Yeah. Which that is maybe tough. they do. They just don't realize it, you know. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. You
2: never know. You never know. Who you can talk to, until you start talking to people. That's, that's I don't know. That's not that's not not true actually. <laughs> Dash, <Sawyer laughs> I was trying to sound like <laughs> philosophical, but it failed. <laughs> but you definitely have people that you can talk to if you feel like you don't, um, like these two, like me. I don't. If you know me, if you don't know me, I'm up to listen, of course. I'm Sawyer, by the way. <laughs> but so for my list, also before I start, I really liked the analogy that he said with the the credits. Yeah. I'm a big movie guy, so I really like that. Yeah, First yeah. my list, I would say my family, uh, my parents, my siblings, especially sometimes. I mean, even though sometimes, you know, your family can be a little little much sometimes, but they definitely have helped carry my map. Eddie and Jimmy, they're the twins in the church, if you've seen them around. Cool. They're youth leaders. Out. And some of my roommates at college. And there's plenty of other people in the list, but I could be go on for talking the entire podcast, just listing random names that you might not even know.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i would say um my wife is one of them you know yeah but even then you gotta be uh, i don't want to overbear overburden my wife sometimes you know what i mean with like oh, i'm stressed out about this or i'm stressed out about that you know right. what i mean so yeah um i would say pastor jamal is one that i do talk with um i have a friend from college that i don't we don't communicate like every day or every week, but, but he's there when there's been times where I've been kind of like, Hey, here's kind of what's going on. Um, and I, and I do, <laughs> I do have someone that professionally I see sometimes where I feel like I'm stressed out and I just can't sort this thing out, you know, sort stuff out in my head that yeah, I will talk to him and be like, Hey, you know, here's what's kind of going on. Um, and that's kind of a, it's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Someti- sometimes as a pastor, I feel like that's, uh, I need to do that. Cause that's where I can talk about things that sometimes I feel pressure that I can't talk yeah, with others about, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, um, 'Cause there's always pressure there as a pastor to feel like we have to have it all together. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And then and then uh, honestly as a pastor, there's also times in sermons where I'm like, hey guys, guess what I just realized? I just realized I'm afraid of bridges. <laughs> you know, and you throw out like those those shallower things yeah, sometimes with yeah. the church congregation now and um
2: uh so yeah, so those are some of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I also I was meant to say Pastor Jamal and you guys originally, but then I started trying to make that joke and I forgot. Oh. <laughs> Pastor Jamal was gonna. I was about to Pastor Jamal because that's one of the main reasons why I got called into ministry. Yeah, it was like because of his example as well. Also, Pastor Todd and I were, were boys from back in Elversee time, about before that. The actually.
1: boys going back.
2: And then Pastor Matt and I can't. But sorry, I just didn't wanna. I wanted to shout out to the staff, Pastor Jeff too. sorry
0: yeah no no No. yeah thanks thanks for yeah definitely and that'd be true for me as well um well of course my wife and the same sort of tension right she so much of the time is there carrying my mat but at the other at the other side it's like well her role isn't just to be that person so like right it's like i don't always complain or Mm -hmm. or always look to the answer for her or something it's a a hard balance sometimes because
1: you know i don't want my wife to be stressed out because I'm stressed out about stuff, you right. know, and, and, and or it's, I it's find hard like balance.
0: sometimes like I'm stressed. I just feel better when I finally you know, put words to it and talk it out. Now I feel better, but she's like, okay, now she's stressed because like <laughs> that's, what that's I mean. how you feel or that's what's going on. Like, right? Oh yeah, but it, it's fine. It like like or so. who, wait, who said what? Oh, I'm gonna take care of that. You know, like yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's,
1: it's it's hard, you
0: know. So, but of course, her um, and uh, yeah, my parents are a big one, you know? Yeah. There's certain things that sometimes you don't always want to tell your parents, but I think like by and large, my parents are definitely those people, just Mm. a huge safety net and I can call them and, and whatever. Uh, and yeah, I was going to say my youth pastor too. Um, again, especially when I think of the credits role of my life, like, so I don't call him all the time about things like now going on. I mean, I do sometimes, but I would say like, he's on my credits role of like, spiritual disciplines, like cultivating a real love of God. Like I always had a passion for my friends who didn't know God since I was young, but it was when I was in high school and he was my youth pastor that he really instilled like just a love to worship God and stuff like before then. I I can't say that was really there, um, the same way. So, you know, he's on that list. And of course the staff, you know, the staff at searchlight was for me and I think they still are, but now I don't see them the same much way as I see now you guys. And I feel that you guys are people who carry my mat in different ways, you know, both, both ministry and personally a lot, especially the beginning ministry wise. Cause I'm like, well, what about, what do I do? Or what about well, this person? Right. Or, and, and you and guys I, know,
1: right. And I think that's one of the reasons why I can say like pastor Jamal is because I mean, we've been working together for, I don't know. Has he been here 12, for like ten 12 twelve, 11, 12, 12 years. something like 12 that? Years. So naturally, you you develop, and 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 also, <laughs> like just to be practical, him and I are on peers' wise in a way that Pastor Jeff and I are not. Y- you right. know what I mean? Because right. he's the boss. So so sometimes there's like stuff going on in church that like we look at each other and we're like, okay, we understand this on a different level because. Yes. Cause yeah. yeah. You know, because people also respond to Pastor Jeff differently than they respond to us. So sometimes we're like, yeah, we're kind of like understanding this. You know, it's just yeah. like those natural relationships that develop as you get to know people, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I'm sure eventually we're <laughs> going to be there as we spend yeah. time working and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, we, we get it because we both see these things happening. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
0: <clears throat> you know, so. So, yeah, it's cool. It's cool because, and if you're listening, you can reflect as well because there is there are people that are on the credits of our lives for our faith journey. People, right, maybe at different points, like your kid's mm-hmm. pastor or your youth pastor, maybe not at this point in your life have some relationship, but you realize that they made a difference in your life. And I can tell you that when you tell that to somebody, it may feel kind of awkward, like, well, how's that going to come up? Or like, how am I going to bring that up? But whenever you tell somebody that, that is just so encouraging to that person. So, you know, maybe it doesn't make sense to call somebody if you haven't talked to them for a long time, but maybe next time you see him or something, it's like, that is like one of the most encouraging things to hear. I think from somebody, Hey, you impacted my life this way, or it's because you, this time you said this to me and that really made a difference, you know?
1: And you know, along those same lines too, like sometimes we're afraid to say something cause we're afraid to ask for help because of how people might respond. But like, like, I think a lot of times people respond better than what we give them credit for. Mm, Yeah. You know, like, uh, again, there's wisdom there about who you, you, you share your burdens with and whatever. But I think a lot of times it's our fear that colors, how we think other people are going to view. And maybe they don't view what we're needing help with the same way we view it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, sometimes we can be really hard about those things that other people are like, Like if somebody else said that to us, we'd be like, oh, yeah, much more gracious than what we are with ourselves. And so sometimes others are more gracious with us than we expect it
0: to be. I I think that's definitely true. Because when I think of other people in my life, or like, oh, if this person was going through this, I'd be like, okay. Like, hey, all right. Yeah, that's fine. But right. But yourself, you just. You're like, come on, buddy. Why can't you get it together? Like the way you speak to ourselves,
1: you know, like, you know, like that idea of sometimes we don't share because we feel like a failure. But if somebody else said the same thing to us, we'd be like. Why do you feel like a failure? Of course you're not a failure. you're a person that struggles with people stuff yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah, that right so right. yeah
0: yeah and you know so um, that w- that really was emphasizing people carrying our mats but you know talking about we need to be carrying other people's mats you know and uh, in his second point Pastor Jeff you know t- again talked about friends activate faith faith is physical. He had some really good quotes. I wrote a few of them down. Sometimes spiritual maturity manifests itself in sweat. <laughs> That's really good. Sometimes mm-hmm. spiritual maturity is measured by the calories we burn serving someone else. And so, <clears throat> he said that in the sermon. Yeah. Oh, I have faith. Blah blah blah. Well, what are you doing with that? Or or how are you serving somebody? So, I, mean, I think we all know what that means. But I don't know. I guess I was just trying to ask, like, what what's an example of that? Or or What does that look like to serve somebody else in a way that like, yeah, Hey, it means rolling your sleeves up. Like he said, you know, um, like in the story, they physically, they were friends with this paralytic on the mat. They believed that Jesus could do something. Mm -hmm. So they got him on, they carried the mat, they dug a hole or, or did whatever to get through the roof. They moved through the crowd. Like they, their labor, uh, their faith was turned into action and, their faith was with them he saw their faith because of what they were doing so when it comes to serving somebody else or picking up their mat what's a couple examples i think we hit on one of like the most
1: basic examples a little bit earlier when we talked about like like processing stuff through talking like sometimes you being a set of ears for somebody and letting them like just share their burden can really be helpful for people and and not, and I say along with that, not trying to fix their problem for them. Yeah. Because sometimes we'll listen to people and then tell them all the things they should do. And sometimes people don't need to be told what they do; they just need to be able to get stuff out. You know what I mean? So, so just sometimes, just being a really good set of ears and listening to people can really help them carry their burden.
0: Which, <clears throat> just saying that, that actually <clears throat> makes me think of another thing I wanted to ask when Pastor Jeff said you know, hey, maybe you can be part of a life group because somebody will help your faith grow. Mm-hmm. But then he also said, hey, maybe you can be part of a life group because you help somebody else's faith grow. Maybe you feel like, well, I am disciplined in these areas, and I hear from God, and so, you know. But, hey, so you got to go to a life group where somebody may need you. <clears throat> but along with that, I wanted to ask, well, then how do you not have an attitude of arrogance? I think what he said is totally true. But doesn't it, it almost sounds arrogant to say, let me go to this life group because maybe I can help them. Like I'm saying, I think that that's true. I don't think that that's a wrong thought, but I, but I also feel like, doesn't that sound or how do you protect against uh, arrogance? Right, I, yeah. I
1: think it's your attitude when you go into it. Like, am I here? Cause I'm going to tell everybody how that is or, or as you're listening to people, you're like, Oh, I can relate to that. So I want to share some of my experiences with that. Yeah, I think yeah. it's, It's hard. And there's uh, some of its personalities, like some people love to tell you all, you know, what to do. And and then other people, like when you share stuff, they can be much more. uh, I don't know if the word's gentle, but can be much more like, well, you know, I I went through something I understand, you know, but it is true, like. The body works together well because everyone's had different experiences, and maybe what you're going through is something I've gone through. Um, but I guess not going in as the authority maybe is the thing. like okay. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think some of that just takes like life experience <laughs> to know how to how to share your stuff with people without coming across as being like perfect
0: yeah you know yeah yeah. which which i feel like you said earlier was like sometimes just that's why it triggered it for me like sometimes just listening and not telling them how they need to respond or what's what's wrong i think that's worse like telling somebody what to do next is like uh okay maybe i didn't i wasn't asking you for that but i i feel like it's a little more natural but when Mm -hmm. you're like oh well obviously you know you, you didn't go about that the right way like that that is like Okay. (laughs) I don't want to hear that.
1: (laughs) You know what It really the key is? If you want to give people advice, before you give people advice, you really need to listen to what's going on in their heart. Because we can give advice and it really not touch at all what they're struggling with. Because all we heard was, I got in a fight with my mom oh, well, you shouldn't do that, you know, or whatever, or you should apologize, instead of listening, well, what'd they get in the fight over? Because they got in the fight because something they felt important was being dismissed or whatever. You know I mean? I I guess what I'm just saying is advice is okay, but you really have to know a person and know what you're giving advice about before you give advice. Yeah. You you know? Advice is appropriate sometimes. If you know the situation well enough to really speak to what's going on and not just give like a... Uh, a formula or like a a pat answer or a cliche answer you know
2: whatever yeah Yeah, one of the ways like uh, i think it's best like to listen to someone So listen to trouble like troubles especially or just even sit with someone like sometimes it's not like they're having a problem like they could be having like a lot of stress a lot of anxiety and just being there with them even if we're not like doing stuff like or you just hang out with them like that's another way that you'd be helping out uh, but for advice, I think one of the best ways to do it, unless you know the person you know, what they're struggling about, is if you really feel the need, I would say wait a day, like, and see if you still feel like that advice is appropriate, or um, it would take some time, take enough time where, and pray about it. And if like if you feel like that advice is not going to help, then there's no point in giving it, but even like you want to be wary of just giving advice to give advice, because sometimes you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't want the advice. They just want. I don't know.
1: But let me also say this. Sometimes just sitting there and listening, and if that's all you do, sometimes that can be a cop-out, too.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I you dem- know what
1: I mean? No, and I, I and, I, and, and I said about listening, too, but, but, like, I don't want it to be like, well, I listen to them, so that's all I got to do. But yeah. so there is times where, like, well, if you know they need help moving, you know,
0: go help them move, <laughs> you know, and or I guess stuff exactly like that, I too. too. Right, that's what it means, that faith is physical. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes spiritual maturity is just yeah. the calories we burn, right? Like right, and
1: that's and and I I guess what listening is like a beginnings point. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I guess that's part of what I was trying to convey, and I didn't do it well. But like listening is a beginning point. But then there are times where it, like physically it means, you know, yeah, like doing. You know, youth sometimes go to people's houses and trim bushes or rake or sweep off their roofs or whatever you know like uh and then there's times where it's like cooking a meal you know we do that sometimes in church when people have had surgery or people have are, are grieving of the lost one you know making meals um uh i'm trying to think of other practical ways uh, but i think being practical <laughs> like I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other examples, but, like, sometimes, like, the easiest things is, is like, you see somebody grieving. Maybe you don't have the right thing to say, but running a couple errands for them can be helpful. Yeah. You know, uh, you see somebody else who's having a really hard time, you know, giving
0: them a ride somewhere sometimes is huge. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, and, and right, right. That's a good way to put it. Like you said, listening. Yeah, because it probably depends on the context, the person, yeah, what's going on, the situation, what you're going to actually do. But listening is going to be that base level. But, again, the friends didn't leave it at listening. Mm-hmm. Oh, we heard Jesus was around, and we know, you know, you, you've you been paralyzed. Um, I mean, you could go to him, I guess. You know, I think going to Jesus would be a really good idea. So then they're like, well, I guess we'll take him. <laughs> like, they gave him a ride. Like, You know, so yeah, right. There's, there's
1: an aspect of like, sometimes helping people is not doing it for them, you know, which is important too. like, but you can still encourage and do it with them, you know, like things like that, you know, Um, but there are times where you're like, sometimes you got to do it for them. Uh, A perfect example of Steph's dad just got out of the hospital and you know, he didn't stay in rehab like he was supposed to, (laughs) which Mm would have been helpful to him. But like, Steph can't go over there every day and take care of him, but she is walking through the process of setting up help for him. You know, so that's a very practical thing. Like you don't always have to do it for them, but you don't have to always be the one that's there like 24 hours taking care of them, but you can also help walk them through the process of getting the connections that they need to be able to deal with it. You know, you know, like it really is kind of situational, like what people need or whatever, but I well, was
0: like, for this weekend, for the bachelor party, we made uh, Rebecca's brother, John, do burpees anytime he got, like, a text or, you know, a phone call from his fiance. <laughs> okay. So, he is not, well, no, actually, I was going to say he's not a physical person, but, I, well, no, because he used to do track and all this stuff, so... But anyway, he was like, no, like, I'm not doing it. And so finally I was like, all right, guys, we're all going to do the first five with John just to show him that we're serious. So we did it with him. <laughs> but that's just a silly example Yeah, but he just said.
1: But the, you know what? The idea of walking through it with somebody. Yeah. I, I think has a lot more power to it than always having to ha- or a lot more, I don't know, oomph to it than always just having the right answer of how
0: to fix things. You know what I mean? yeah yeah and that's what i like that uh, my youth professor would say and i've shared this before on the podcast but um that pastoring is walking through life with people and so he would talk about that like and I, i always would say that to our youth leaders and stuff it's like oh well pastoring somebody like being there how do i do that i don't know if i'm equipped like but wait can i walk through life with them yeah i can walk through life with them i can do that and like yeah that's what it means to pastor somebody and that's and that's what I would tell again our youth leaders like hey so that's what you're doing with our students and th- and that's a picture maybe of what we're talking about here is just walk through life w- you know let's walk through life together so <laughs> well, thanks guys thanks for the discussion I think it's been good Sawyer thanks for coming in because today is technically your day Monday off
2: I had oh yeah, go to the gym anyway so it's uh, just on the way home yeah, <laughs> way home is kind of ah, uh, it's kind of a way home.
0: Okay, but, well Pastor Jeff cleaned up those hearts because you didn't. So you know, on Sunday he, he was uh, Sunday.
2: being my mat.
0: But uh, yeah, he he carried your <laughs> <him> mat today. <laughs> we he, cl- we he gotta cleaned gotta the hearts. Make sure we carry our mat.
2: You yes around for the next week. That's really <laughs> right.
0: There's enough staff people here to hold each. No, I mean like no. He's talking right. about uh, physically carrying, holding our mat.
2: Yeah. Oh. And physically yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <and fiercely laughs> carrying you the entire week. Hey, I'm he, w- he wants to carry
1: you this week. Is what he wants. Carry That's me to saying. Starbucks.
2: Let's I go. Had, I had a friend. I had a, uh, we Matt Manieri, If you all know Matt Manieri, right after the sermon, the sermon ended, the uh, service ended, and, and the praying ended. You know, once it was after service, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the twins and I, Eddie and Jimmy, and I, we all went and we picked up Matt because we were
0: carrying. Nice. <laughs> <to see. laughs> yeah, I looked at Heather and I was like, "Yeah, I've heard my name a lot this sermon." <laughs> 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 but. Anyway, everybody, thanks for listening. This has been Pastor Matt, Pastor Todd, Intern Sawyer, and we'll see you next time.